One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And Sadie just said to me, you're going to hate this story. So that means cold case. Cold case. That means a cold case. What else does it mean? Um, unsolved. Cold Wrongful case. conviction. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Although I do have a wrongful conviction in the in the lineup coming down the oh, pike. Hopefully it's not this one. We'll find out. We're about to find out. Tell me everything. find out. Uh, this was a listener suggestion. I just looked back and I don't, I didn't say who, I didn't write down who suggested it. Off so, to a good start, but thank I you. Know. Thank, thank you, Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. People sometimes say like, I don't know if you take suggestions. Yes, we do. Heck we won't yeah. always be able to cover them for one reason or another, but we love for people to help us find cases to cover. That's really helpful. Absolutely. Uh, this is the murder of Mary Ann Flynn and the wrongful conviction of Anthony Aponovich. Mm. On August 23, 1984, 33-year-old Mary Ann Flynn headed home after spending the evening visiting her family. Mary Ann lived in a duplex she owned in a neighborhood of Cleveland, Ohio, and she rented the other half to tenants. Right around 10 p.m. that night, one of Mary Ann's neighbors saw her arrive home, get out of her car, and go inside. Around the same time, her tenants said they heard a door slam, and then at 11.30 p.m. they heard, quote, a loud bang or thud, followed by a high-pitched noise at mm. midnight. Mm-hmm. After that, Mary Ann's half of the duplex went silent. The next day, Marianne's friend and co-worker, Christine, grew concerned when she failed to report to work. Marianne was a nurse midwife and was very committed to her job and the families she worked with. It was unheard of for her to be a no-show for her shift. Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah. Worried, Christine called Marianne's brother, Martin, and asked if he could go with her to check on Marianne. When they arrived at her home, they found it to be locked up tight from the outside, but were able to gain entry to her half of the duplex through her tenant's basement, which they shared. When they made their way through the home and up to the second story bedroom, they found Mary Ann lying face down on her bed with her hands bound behind her back. Mm. Around her neck was a bed sheet that had been rolled up and was also tied to the headboard of the bed. Wow. She was covered in blood and not breathing, so Martin called for help. Mm. When authorities arrived, they pronounced Marianne dead at the scene. An autopsy would later find that she had been raped, beaten, stabbed, and then strangled to death. Mm. One of the detectives who investigated the scene said, quote, You should have seen the violence that occurred in that room. It was almost palpable. Mm. We know she put up a hell of a struggle. The killer was really outraged and angry. Good grief. Medical examiners were able to retrieve male DNA from inside Marianne's body, and the time of death was estimated to be sometime between midnight and 6 a.m. on August 24th. What year are we again? 1984. Uh Uh-huh. Marianne was described as having a wonderful mix of both worldliness and naivety. She was known to prepare meals for the poor and would take in single mothers who needed help. Mm. 
She had taught herself to ski in the Alps while working as an OB nurse for the army in Germany. Wow. When she returned to the States, she took a nursing job in Michigan, but soon grew frustrated with the limitations of her profession. Mm-hmm. You can relate to that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, God, nurses, OB nurse, I mean, all nurses, but mm-hmm. labor and delivery nurses work so hard. Yeah. Oh my God. They work so hard. And at night. <laughs> and all, yeah, at night and they have to be told what to do and, uh, yeah. and, and, and. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she, because she was frustrated with being a nurse, she moved to Scotland to get certified as a midwife. Wow. <laughs> she would be my best friend. Good for her. Yeah. She moved back to Cleveland in 1979 and started working as a nurse midwife in a poor area of the city. Her family was nervous when she decided to move into the same area where she worked because it was known for its bars and petty crimes. But Mary Ann reassured them, saying she loved her home and her neighborhood. Mm-hmm. She had never been happier. One article told the story of a single 19-year-old woman who was seven months pregnant and needed help. She had heard about the midwife in the neighborhood and decided to go knock on her door. Mary Ann answered and brought her inside right away. After doing an examination on her, Mary Ann suspected the mom-to-be was suffering from preeclampsia, which can be deadly if left untreated, mm-hmm. and brought her to the hospital. The woman remembered, quote, the doctor told me your blood pressure is over 230. Your neighbor just saved your life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is so lucky. Mm-hmm. At the time of her murder, Mary Ann was in the process of adopting a baby from India and was renovating her home to get it ready. God, girl, oh, no. take a moment. Watch no. some television. <laughs> no, she's too busy being a saint. Perfect. Holy yeah. crap. Because of this, she had many skilled workers coming in and out to help her with the big job. Mm-hmm. As investigators searched the crime scene, they found evidence of the work being done and also found a contract on her kitchen table for a house painter whom she had just hired. Oh, boy. When detectives interviewed friends and family, they were told that Mary Ann had mentioned some of the workers had been making passes at her, and one of her house painters had been, quote, making her feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. This all happened just days before she was murdered. The friends and family couldn't identify the painter, but said he was a, quote, big man whose wife was pregnant. Hmm. With this information, detectives zeroed in on the house painter, 29-year-old Anthony Aponovich, whose contract had been left out on Marianne's table. Here we go. When they questioned Anthony, he said he had been hired to paint the outside of Marianne's house. He was familiar with her property, but hadn't been working for her for very long before she was killed. He insisted he hadn't had anything to do with Marianne's murder and said he had been out drinking the night she was killed. Investigators were able to find a few witnesses to back up parts of his alibi, but not for the entire night. Mm-hmm. During questioning, police noticed Anthony had a scratch on his face that looked like it might have come from a fight. Anthony said he accidentally broke a beer bottle and the glass from the bottle had scratched his face. But when this didn't seem believable to police, he changed his story and said he'd been in a fight at one of the bars. Oof, yeah, both of those things. Just anything else. Come up with any other excuse. Mm -hmm. Neither of those things seem plausible. Right. Police were unable to corroborate the story, but they were also unable to find anything under Mary Ann's fingernails to suggest that she had scratched her killer, mm-hmm. so it was a dead end. Mm-hmm. One of Anthony's co-workers came forward and said Anthony had told him he wanted to have sex with Mary Ann, but Anthony denied ever saying anything like that. Mm-hmm. Other co-workers backed up Anthony and said that they had only heard Anthony say that she was a nice lady. Uh-huh. Four days after the murder, police decided to arrest Anthony. Oh, my God. (sighs) Why? Don't know. Just for fun. They asked him to take a lie detector test, but he refused. But he did let them search his home and willingly gave them a sample of hair, blood, and saliva. Oh, boy. He even allowed a doctor to examine his penis for any signs of forcible sex, and there were none. What? I have never in my life, I've never heard that having an examination of a penis right is that a thing 
it I mean, might it should be. be. It yeah. should be, but I've never heard of it. It probably, it probably people don't let that happen yeah. willingly. And yeah. to get a warrant to search your penis, probably. <laughs> you know? Yes. I don't know. God, we either do far too little or way too much. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. During this time, Anthony waived his right to an attorney. Mm-mm, no. Yep. And after being held for three days, he was released. Because DNA testing was still in its infancy in 1984, investigators had the samples taken from Mary Ann's body, tested for blood type, and found they were a match to Anthony. Sure. Apparently, this was enough for prosecutors, Mm -mm. who then took this little tiny bits of evidence and brought it to a grand jury. Mm, Of course they did. So basically, the guy was in her, not even in her house necessarily, but worked there. He knew her and had the same blood type. And had a scratch on his face. Right? Um, like, am I missing uh, yeah. something? Right? I would like to know if I'm missing something. Yeah. Just yeah. six weeks after Mary Ann was murdered, Anthony was indicted on two counts of rape, one count of first-degree murder, and one count of aggravated burglary. You have got to be kidding me. I am not kidding. He was then arrested <sighs> and formally charged. Anthony would later tell reporters that a detective called him to tell him he was being arrested for murder. And when Anthony asked the detective why him, he responded, quote, All I can tell you is this is a high profile case and they have to get somebody and you look worse than anyone else because all of your alibi witnesses are drunks. My mouth is on the floor. Yes. Unbelievable. Uh-huh. Also, like yeah. calling him to give him a heads up. Like, where are we again? Where are we? Cleveland, Ohio. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't. I mean, like, hey, hey, buddy. So, uh, heading over there to arrest you. Yeah, quick heads for up. murder. It's going down. It's gonna go down like this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> if it's true. And if he had done it, guess what? He's out of he's out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's gonna yes. escape. Yes, 100%. if he hadn't done it, it's just freaking weird. It's weird, so, no matter what. Yeah. Anthony maintained his innocence and pleaded not guilty to all charges. Okay. With only two months to prepare for trial, Anthony's defense worked as hard as they could to gather evidence and firm up his alibi. Two months. Two <laughs> months. What, Courtney? God. Yes. This is bad. This it's, is bad. I, I, I'm just going to, I think I got everything sorted out, but it took me a very long time to figure out the details because yeah. they sounded so crazy. I bet. And I, I was bet. like, this isn't, I've got my years wrong or something. Right. Right. Like there's like, certainly there has been more time, but no. Right. No, it was, it was November of 1987. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Two months later. Mm-hmm. Unreal. The, yeah. At the time of Mary Ann's murder, Anthony was known as a drinker and a fighter. Mm-hmm. He had a pregnant wife at home, but was known to sleep around. Mm-hmm. Just a few days before Mary Ann was killed, police impounded Anthony's car because he had been drinking and driving. Mm-hmm. Anthony told his lawyers that he had started drinking at 9 a.m. the day of the murder and drank through work until he was able to get to the bars where he could continue drinking. Sure. His defense team had their work cut out for themselves. Yep. When the trial began in December of 1984, prosecutors alluded to the fact that Anthony had served time in prison. They weren't allowed to give the details then during the trial, but in 1976, Anthony was found guilty of rape. That conviction was ultimately overturned on appeal, and he pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of sexual battery. Mm. Prosecutors relied heavily on the blood type evidence and told the jury that fluid found in Mary Ann's body was from an, quote, A-type secretor. So, like, we all know from forensic Mm -hmm. files, right? Mm -hmm. So this means that someone who secretes their blood type antigens into other bodily fluids like saliva and mucus. So some people do this and some people don't. But I've even, I think I've read recently that that's all kind of bogus. I have too. 
right? Yeah. I don't remember the specifics of why it's bogus, but I've definitely read that too. Right. Uh, But back in 1984, this was like the gold standard of blood typing. Oh, yeah. Right. Slam dunk. Yes. Yes. And that, because Anthony was also an A-type secretor, he was likely the perpetrator. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the detectives testified that, and I think that now that I'm remembering, I think part of the bogusness is that they thought it was a much more rare than it is. I was just thinking that they used to be like one in 125 mm-hmm. billion people. Or whatever. Right. But yeah. now they find that like everybody's Everybody does it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just differently or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody tell us. Somebody out there knows. Somebody knows. Somebody's screaming at us like they mm-hmm. always are. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor listeners. Poor listeners. We try our hardest. <laughs> <laughs> but not hard enough, apparently. Nope. <laughs> one of the detectives testified that during one of his interrogations, Anthony asked for the opportunity to call his mother, quote, when he was indicted. Hmm. The detective said this comment stunned him, and he believed Anthony was admitting guilt by saying this. Oh, not that he's being railroaded into a... <laughs> right? secondary murder charge right two counts of of rape and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i'd be pretty sure that this was going down and i had nothing there's nothing i could do to stop it too if i were him right the prosecution relied heavily on this testimony during the trial and told the jury it was quote extremely important and an effective admission of guilt so they really like pushed home on this point of when not if Oh, yeah. Imagine, imagine just I'm just thinking back to that time and how many people, how many people got away with crimes because mm-hmm. there was no DNA and surveillance everywhere. But also how many people got wrongfully convicted because people didn't know they didn't have information. They just would trust that the police mm-hmm. and these scientists and stuff mm-hmm. were telling the truth. Yep. God. The defense told the jury, I know, and I, uh, some of the things I read talked about how Anthony just was sort of like a, well, now I don't know the words to describe, but like hard to control, had a big Mm -hmm. mouth on him. Yeah, he sounds Um, like a a wild dude for sure. Yeah, definitely wild, did bad choices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the, the jury walked in and was sort of like, okay, this guy. Yeah, 100% did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The defense told the jury their client was innocent and there was no real physical evidence to tie Anthony to the crime. Mm. They showed how Mary Ann's hands had been bagged to protect potential evidence and that a hair had been found inside the bag during her autopsy. Mm. After forensic testing, this hair was ruled out as belonging to Anthony. Mm. Prosecutors said that the hair may have belonged to one of the crime scene techs and was irrelevant to the case. Oh, yeah. Throw it out. Don't Mm. even worry about that detail. (laughs) Ew. Yeah, gross. Boring. Yep. Later, even one of Mary Ann's boyfriends who was questioned, the police apparently allegedly asked him if he had recently dyed his hair Mm -hmm. because his hair color didn't match the hair they found. And so they were like trying to figure out how to make it fit. God, you guys. I know. Just do your job slowly mm-hmm. and methodically and eventually mm-hmm. you'll get there or you won't. But in the meantime, you won't just come up with wild like bridges from suspects to conviction. Right. God, what else do you have to do? You got someone to be? <laughs> right. You know what I, I know. mean? Seriously, no. Especially in this case. I've never heard of a case moving so fast. <sighs> No, never, never, Mm -hmm. ever, ever, ever. I'm always shocked at how long it takes. Yes. The defense also pointed out that if Anthony had been drinking all day, starting at 9 a.m., it would have been very difficult, if not impossible, to pull off this brutal rape and murder without leaving any evidence behind. Oh, good point. Excellent point. Anthony did not take the stand in his own defense, and the trial only lasted a few weeks. After deliberations, the jury found Anthony guilty on all counts. Of course they did. It would be hard for him to get his shoes off without leaving a crime scene, let alone. Yes. Yeah, they didn't find any fingerprints, no footprints, no nothing. Yeah, he would have left a trail of chips and cream cheese or whatever weird yes, yes. people eat when they're drunk you know? yeah he would have like left lamp, his wallet behind lamp shades and yes taco bell receipt exactly yes. right fourth meal mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. 
After finding him guilty, they then sentenced him to death. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. <sighs> All of this happened in just over a hundred days since Marianne was murdered. Vomit chills. Just oh, over my three God. months. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You're just cruising along in life, being kind of a rowdy bad dude, get sleeping around, mm-hmm. pregnant, girlfriend, wife, mm-hmm. whatever, and the next thing you know, convicted to sentenced to death. Yep, 29 years old. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That is staggering. Mm-hmm. That should, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to sentence someone to death, you need to give them at least two years to sort of come to terms with what's happening to them. Well, and I don't, I don't know about his defense lawyer. Like, I don't know how they railroaded it in so fast. Like, everything I've ever known about the court system is that there are delays and delays and delays and delays, and it takes forever to do everything all the time. Totally. Like, did they just not ask for time to? I don't know. Maybe he had like a new public defender or something. Who knows? I don't know. You know, and I've been like, this is a terrible comparison, but I work in real estate as one of my five jobs. And if you want to get the deal done, you give your sellers less time to respond, you know, Mm -hmm. because you just want to like push them into. So it's exactly the same thing. They were like, yeah, we can't, we just got to do this. Don't give anybody any time to think about it. Don't give the, obviously, clearly don't give the defense time to plan. Mm -mm. And Apparently they weren't interested in planning either. So yeah, yeah. I read one that they said that the defense, one of the defense lawyers, said that they worked in those like two months they had to prepare. They worked seven days a week constantly. It's all they did, and it just wasn't enough time. But like, ask for more time. How is that not pot? Like, you need time to look at the evidence. Yeah, (laughs) to build a case. Yes. Yeah. In a death state, (laughs) a death penalty state. Wow. I mean, at a minimum, he could get this case thrown out for like poor, um, what's it called? Defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, Representation. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. So years and then decades would pass as Anthony mm. worked his way through the appeals process. And it became very clear that investigators basically did a terrible job. Right. How would that take decades? It took me, what have we been here, 20 minutes? Yeah, it took me mm-hmm. 20 minutes to p- put that one together. I wonder how, I wonder what the average length of a, of a wrongful conviction over being overturned is. Like, what's the median length? My guess is like 17 years. Mm-hmm. To My get it overturned? To get out, yeah. To get it overturned. I would say like 30. I think it takes mm-hmm. a fucking long time. Yeah. If I'm at talking all. A- we're going average here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because most people probably don't ever get let out. <laughs> yeah. But of those who do, <laughs> so we're, not, okay. we're, um... we're not including the people that are still there. Because <laughs> yeah. then the average is 107. Right. Um, my guess is 17. I'll try to figure still, that out. I'm yeah. Curious. I'm curious. But yes, I, yeah. I think it's usually 20, 30 years before people can get mm-hmm. out of prison, which just. Bleh. It is. It's a life sentence. It's... Mm-hmm. Yep. It's awful. <sighs> okay. I tell you, yeah. I'm going to my dark place with my yeah, biggest dude, fear. I'm sorry. It's just mm-hmm. gonna get. Yeah. It's just awful. So authorities had quickly zeroed in on Anthony, despite any clear evidence against him. And mm-hmm. once they had their guy, they stopped looking anywhere else. Oh, of course they did. A long list of potential suspects with connections to Mary Ann were never investigated. And they were also not disclosed to the defense leading up to trial. Oh, my God. They would later learn that Marianne had a violent ex-boyfriend, and one of her former tenants had shown up at her door with a gun. I mean, it's just like Daisy's case. It's just like, oh, my God, how yeah. do we get there? Ugh. I, and a part of me would, like, prefer that they not look at anybody versus just, like, finding some rando guy and then just putting everything in that direction you know right yeah like, just be lazy if that's your th- approach then just be lazy you well know? these guys were both they were lazy and then also very aggressive corrupt and, yeah yeah it just ugh. it must have been like the prosecutor the did all the police force like everybody was just mm-hmm. making a bunch of money somehow doing this mm-hmm. yeah i hate, I hate yep. it well, and, you know, like, it's also one of those where a white woman is in a predominantly brown neighborhood mm-hmm. and gets brutally murdered, and they have to wrap it up very quickly to keep the white people from panicking, yep. right? 
Totally. Yeah. Totally. So during the summer of 1984, when Mary Ann was murdered, there was a serial rapist terrorizing the neighborhood. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's not Mm -hmm. important. The man would sneak into open windows at night and attack his victims by knife point. There had been an attempted robbery across the street the night of the murder. And police initially said the crime scene looked like a, quote, robbery gone bad. Mm -hmm. They also learned that Mary Ann was known to hand out her house key to people. An exterminator who had worked on her house before had a copy. And Mary Ann was also known to host young parents that she worked with and often gave them copies of her key as well. Of course she did. Of course she did. Mary Ann and her friends were also known to throw, quote, singles night wine and cheese parties. Yep. 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 I need Mary Ann back so So badly. Yep. This woman knew how to do it. She knew how to be a person. Yeah. She had to be a person, like the best possible form of person. 100% just Mm -hmm. threw herself into her life. Yep. And uh, helping others and making, making life worth living singles night wine and cheese parties this was her way to hopefully meet single men uh, for her and her friends to meet single men which they advertised by posting in the wanted ads in the local newspaper oh my god (laughs) oh which should be fine and probably her killer was not one of these men but still still that's a yeah putting yourself out there like that Mm -hmm. well and letting them come into her home and right you know right now we understand with internet dating but in the 80s yeah you know why not it also came to light that soon after the murder investigators allowed mary ann's tenants to dispose of her bloodied mattress and bedspread before gathering any samples from them excuse me what yes they also neglected to gather any evidence from the bathroom or basement Police did not check for footprints in the basement, which just, which was described as dirty and dusty. And despite having suspicions that the killer may have gone into the bathroom after he murdered Mary Ann, they didn't dust the doorknobs and fixtures for fingerprints. I just passed out. I'm dead. I'm done. I can't do it. Yes. I just had a aneurysm. Well, get this. It gets worse. They found, the the defense team found notes in Mary Ann's case file that mentioned standing water in the bathroom sink that contained dirt and hair on the day that she was killed. But police did not collect the water or the sink trap until two weeks after the murder. And then, according to police records, the detective called one of Mary Ann's tenants and asked him to go into her bathroom to collect the evidence. (laughs) A patrol car then came and took the evidence from the tenant. <laughs> I love this, like, telephone policing that they've got going on. They're like, hey, buddy, uh, we're going to come rest you real quick. You definitely murdered that lady. And then <laughs> oh, we got to get that stuff out of the sink. Like, oh, God, who could do it? No, well, it's Cleveland. We're a big police force. There's like 70 of us on this force. But maybe the neighbor will do it. Are you kidding me? No, no. Are they walk into the bathroom the day she's murdered and are like, huh, that is full of evidence. Meh. You know, Bob can't do it. It makes him gag or whatever. Like, we'll come what back to it. It's fine. Happening. What is happening? Unreal. I just can't even. Can't Not for even. one second. Anthony's lawyers learned that evidence presented at trial by prosecutors was misleading. Call me shocked. Uh huh. During testimony, the state failed to explain to the jury that while Anthony was a type A secretor, so was Mary Ann. Mm-hmm. This meant that the A type secretor fluids found in her body were just as likely to be her own, and that this, quote, evidence the prosecution relied so heavily on during the trial offered no proof Anthony was the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. One juror would later tell reporters that they spent most of their deliberation discussing this evidence, and it's what convinced most of them he was guilty. Yeah, of course, of course. I would think the exact same thing. Give me science in the 80s? Yeah, done. And it's also the only thing that they kind of had on him. Yeah, but I mean, if you're telling me that this is like the most rare thing and one in, you know, 100,000 people or something are this person, then I'm going to, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Shut, closed, done, mm-hmm. convinced. Totally, 100%. I would do that right now, honestly. Yes. If I had an expert scientist tell me yes. something like that, I would be like, great. I don't need to hear anything else. Right. right. It's not the know. jury's job to be the experts. That's why you've mm-hmm. got the experts, right? Mm-hmm. They also found that on the stand, the coroner testified that Mary Ann's time of death was sometime between midnight and 6 a.m., but in the police records that were finally opened in 1992, they said the murder probably happened between 10.30 p.m. and midnight when Anthony had been seen by multiple people. Uh-huh. They also uncovered evidence that the detective who testified about Anthony's admission of guilt had lied under oath and that the police and prosecutors hid the police file with the notes on Anthony's interrogation. Mm-hmm. They were never handed over to the defense. Once the files were shared, it showed during questioning, Anthony consistently and adamantly told investigators that, quote, he was not responsible for this crime and that he wanted to call his mom if, not when, he was arrested. Totally. This stunning and extremely important so-called admission that the prosecution told the jury about never happened. Also, yeah, that that should not be your evidence. That should not be your thing. No. Anthony's lawyers would also uncover that the state misleadingly told the jury that the hair found in the bag covering Mary Ann's hands could have come from someone investigating the crime scene. Once the defense was able to read the coroner's autopsy notes, which the state also withheld and refused to turn over, revealed that in fact the hair had been located, quote, under Mary Ann's bound hands. Mm. Meaning that if it, it hadn't fallen innocently onto her hands after her murder, but had been there beforehand. Hmm. So in 1987, a judge who reviewed Anthony's conviction found the circumstantial evidence used against him, quote, far from overwhelming. And he was troubled by the, quote, record with as many holes as this one. But in a four to three ruling, they upheld his conviction. Ah, God. See? Mm -hmm. Yes. The appellate court, the prosecutor, mm-hmm. the detectives, the whole mm-hmm. state is against mm-hmm. this guy. He's yep. screwed. He's going to have yep. to wait for a whole new regime to come into power. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It turns out that... things is really fucked up. No. It turns out that the author of the majority opinion, former Justice Craig Wright, later said it was the only decision in 166 death penalty cases that he came to regret. Mm. He even wrote a letter to the Ohio Parole Board in 1996 saying, quote, After long reflection, I must express my agreement with Justice Herbert R. Brown's partial dissent. There is no question that there is some, quote, residual doubt in this case. And had we had that doctrine, this case would have gone the other way. Mr. Aponovich would not have to face the death penalty. So he was saying... Basically, there's not there's not enough there to right, and I regret it. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sucks. As his appeals were being denied, Anthony didn't realize that evidence believed to be missing had been found. Mm. In the eighties, during the initial investigation, the DNA samples were collected from Mary Ann's body, and then had been blood tested mm-hmm. and then set aside. They then went missing until 1991, when they were found in a drawer at the county coroner's office. Thank God they found them. That is unbelievable. (laughs) The next year, in 1992, the prosecutor's office sought to obtain a DNA sample from Anthony to test against the newly discovered slides. But on the advice of his lawyers, Anthony resisted the testing, Mm. arguing that the results would likely be inaccurate because the chain of custody had been broken. Hmm. Interesting. But in 2006, a federal judge ordered Anthony to give a DNA sample for testing, and in 2008, the results showed that the samples taken from Mary Ann's vagina did not match Anthony, but the samples taken from her mouth showed a partial match and that he was, quote, the likely source of DNA. Oh, no. What? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Because the chain of command was completely broken and the samples were found in a random drawer, no one could be sure the samples hadn't been tampered with or contaminated. Uh-huh. As far as I understand, and this was, I, I think I got this part right, <laughs> but it was a little bit murky. Mm-hmm. So the sperm cells tested for DNA came up as a partial match to Anthony, 
because the sample on the slide wasn't in great condition, they weren't able to get a full DNA profile from the sample. Got it. So it was a likely source, not a, mm-hmm. not a definite match. Right. Right. Still not good if you are already in prison. Right. It's not compelling people to get you out. Right. They also found no DNA from Mary Ann on the slide, even though it supposedly came from her mouth. Mm. And they found unknown DNA from a person who was never identified. (laughs) Definitely the right sample. 100%. Right. Clean, good sample, good. Right. If it doesn't have the DNA of the person that it's from, it's right. probably not from the person. Yes. Says science, right? Right. Generally. And the problem is that the, the sample was not in great shape. Uh-huh. So maybe her DNA just deteriorated to the point where they couldn't find it. Yeah. But then they're finding random third person DNA. Yeah, like. Which... Points me in the direction of either, not either like it's been right contaminated sample. by, mm-hmm. which is bad and should be thrown out anyway. Right. But just in general, it's not this. We can't say anything use conclusively. It. No, right. don't use it. That's no. the put it in the no, don't know pile. Right. Exactly. We have a sample that says no, it wasn't his, and a sample that is also not really probably his. No, it is probably <laughs> his, but it probably didn't come from her. Right. <laughs> So, of course, prosecutors were very quick to announce that the DNA had been a match to Anthony. Right, right. Conclusive, done. 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 Yeah, we're done here. While his defense team did the opposite and said the DNA exonerated their client. (laughs) Wow. No, very confusing. Yeah. A hearing was held in 2014 where the DNA results were officially entered into evidence. And both the prosecution and defense had medical experts testify about the DNA findings. In early 2015, the court ruled that the, quote, unconverted and unequivocal evidence, including the newly discovered DNA evidence, disputably proved that the semen that came from the victim's vagina did not come from Anthony. Wow. Right, which is true. Yep. Yes. Because the state had accused and convicted Anthony of being the sole perpetrator of the crime, Mm -hmm. the DNA evidence proved that Anthony did not rape Mary Ann, and therefore he did not murder her either. Mm -hmm. The judge then acquitted Anthony on the charge of rape and ruled he would need a new trial on the charge of murder. (laughs) Good. I mean, good. Wow. But good. He then vacated Anthony's conviction and death sentence and released him from death row. Good. Prosecutors had the option to try Anthony again if they wanted to, but in the meantime, Anthony was released on bond. Wow. Good. Yes. He would spend the next two years at home with his new wife that he had met while in prison Mm. and his adopted grandchildren who were still young. Mm. He told reporters that he never had the chance to raise his own kids, so he was trying to make up for lost time. Mm-hmm. His granddaughter talked about morning sitting on the porch with her grandpa having, quote, coffee time. <laughs> she said they would sit outside with the dogs and just laugh. Everyone in Anthony's family was happy to have him home, but Mary Ann's family believed her killer had been let out of prison and was mm-hmm. still guilty. Once again, just further traumatizing, victimizing mm-hmm. the victims. In 2018, after being out of prison for almost two years, federal marshals stormed Anthony's Mm-mm. house and arrested him once again. Yup. This happened after the Ohio State Supreme Court ruled Anthony had to go back to death row. Why? <laughs> God, why? Because the court relied on a hyper-technical DNA statute... In the Ohio state law, which says it can only overturn sentences when the prisoner makes the request to test DNA. Uh, oh, my holy shit. Can you even believe these words coming out of my mouth right now? No, that's absurd. That makes me so unbelievably mad. This is... <laughs> We're just doing it all wrong. Courtney. I can't. I can't. I know. It's just a game. It's just a fucking game to them. Yep. 
Because Anthony didn't ask for the testing to be done, the results were irrelevant, even though they proved him to be innocent. Oh my god. What the fuck? No, there's nothing to say. I'm gonna, I'm holding on for dear life. I know. <laughs> I can't. I know. The common police court judge who ordered Anthony back to death row, death row, Mm-mm. wrote a five-page opinion where he expressed his dismay that Anthony was sentenced to death based solely on circumstantial evidence presented during a trial that took place just 55 days after Mary Ann's murder. Mm-mm. He also noted the record of the case against Anthony was, quote, troubling. County prosecutor Michael, the, the guy, the, the judge who had to order him back to death row didn't have a say. He just was writing mm-hmm. the opinion. Um, he was because of the state, the state Supreme Court. So mm-hmm. he was like, no, hell no, I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't forced to, basically. Right. County prosecutor Michael O'Malley said in a statement that Anthony is back where he belonged on death row. Quote, the gamemanship has gone on for far too long, O'Malley said. Putting him back on death row ends the agony of years of litigation that has tortured the victim's family. Mm. There haven't been many updates since Anthony's return to prison. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, dude, I this was hate, 2018. hate it. <laughs> no, dude. I hate it more than anything you've ever done to me. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. He has been working with a group of Georgetown students who created a short documentary about his story and are trying to get him another trial. Mm -mm. There is a petition you can sign through the Action Network to get the governor of Ohio to free Anthony, but at this point it seems like Anthony will remain on death row unless the state of Ohio changes this dumbass DNA statute. There's no indication that the DNA found in Marianne's body has been entered into CODIS or that investigators have even thought to look into other possible suspects in her case. In 1988, one of Anthony's defense lawyers asked a common pleas court to compel the state to compare the DNA and hair found on Marianne to a man named Ronnie Shelton, mm. who is known as the West Park Rapist. Yep. Shelton was indicted on more than 32 counts of rape. Six of these rapes occurred within two miles of Mary Ann's home, either just before or days after she was killed. Unbelievable. The way that Shelton attacked his victims matched what happened to Mary Ann. Quote, Shelton's victims were threatened, vaginally and orally raped, and had their clothing removed. They were beaten, choked, and surprised by Shelton late at night or early in the morning, the points of entry into the homes was either the basement or first floor windows, and Shelton used a knife or other sharp objects as a weapon. Despite this clear connection to Mary Ann's murder, Anthony's defense lawyer's motion was denied. I just cannot do it. Nope. So Anthony <sighs> is now 67 years old and is still on death row. If Mary Ann was alive today, she would be 71. <laughs> As is often the case, especially when wrongful conviction is suspected, the story switches away from the victim and onto the person yep. believed to be responsible. And I would say in all cases, really, oh, that's what happens. Oh, hell yeah. Well, because you get two victims, too. Yes. They both lost their life. It's important to remember that Marianne made a tremendous impact on those who knew and loved her, and she was deeply cherished. No Marianne no. was stolen from this world much too soon, and nothing can bring her back. I can't... I can't. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Everything. I know. And the fact that this isn't, you know, like, bigger news now. Yeah. I I guess we're all really distracted. Um, We've got a lot going on. But, yeah. The fact that he's put back into, on death row, and there's very little about it in the current news. Because it's the worst thing to talk about. It's so frustrating. It's such a like perfect example of what's wrong with everything and mm-hmm. why it doesn't work and why we've just turned it into a weird game of, mm-hmm. you know, like if you caught up in that game, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you're on the wrong side of the winning team, you know, like you are so screwed. That is devastating. It's completely unacceptable. Everybody loses. Every single person loses except for some weird, like, egomaniac or something, yeah, you know? I don't know who, yeah. Somebody's like, oh, we got another conviction point in our 
I'll put it on the tally board. That mm-hmm. felt pretty cool. Like what? <laughs> you know? Like what does that achieve? What are you doing? Oh, God. Yeah. We're just treating each other like garbage. Like brains. We need to get the brains together. I don't understand it. I cannot begin to understand it. Like I can understand some things. Like I can understand people who want to keep guns. Like that makes sense to me. That's fear. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But people who just like prey on other people in this sort of weird system we have set up that makes no sense to me whatsoever that is very fucking chilling and disturbing and unacceptable yes yuck yeah and just watching like our supreme court right now doing the shit they're doing oh yeah we are just this very fine line between well, I guess the veil's just lifted. It's always been this way, but we're just seeing Oh, it yeah. Now, it's ripped right, right on like, back. Well, yeah, yeah, so you it's... know, it's kind of good, I think, in a way. I mean, it's horrible, but it's also good. We need to know. Mm-hmm. We need to know that it's a game. We need to know that none of it matters. Trump taught us all that nothing matters, that it's mm-hmm. all fake. It's all make-believe. So let's f- treat it as such, honestly. Mm-hmm. You right. know, I mean, it's like catastrophic implications for the status quo in the current society, but... That's only serving a very small portion of people. Very small at this mm-hmm. point. So yep. good riddance. Good riddance, fucking that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Bye. 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 Mm-hmm. Go. It's not good. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sick of your shit. God. God, I'm so sorry for her. I'm so sorry for her family. I'm so sorry for him and his family and everybody. Everybody. Everybody but the tally board loses. Good for yeah. you, tally board. I hope you felt really good to get that one little thing. Yeah, hopefully you got a promotion out of it, you fucking fuck face. <laughs> you know he did. Two severance, two, God. what's it called, retirement packages. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, everybody sign the petition. Do yeah, something. I, I, maybe I'll keep looking. Maybe there's more out there that I missed. But I just couldn't find. Yeah, like, tell your who's, friends. Yeah, who's fighting for him? What what can we do to help? Because it's crazy. Well, good lord, I'm gonna save names because we're running a little longer than usual, mm-hmm. and I only have a couple, so let them build up. I like to get a good, juicy, juicy pile. Pile, of them. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wanted to do a quick they will pill update. I don't feel like we've talked about that in a while. Just lay it on mental people. health. Yep. Um, get some brain meds if you feel like you need them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I haven't I haven't seen my therapist in months couple months yeah we had a check-in a few months ago and I was like I I feel I feel really good and she's like great what else has been going on I felt like I had more to say about it oh that we figured out you probably have ADHD too oh right (laughs) Uh yeah that's the quiet one over here has got a low simmering (laughs) version of it well I realized that what I thought was my anxiety Mm-hmm. And just like parenting in a pandemic and mm-hmm. like all of the things that come with all of that. I thought that's just, I was just yeah. suffering from that. And then now that my anxiety is under control, mm-hmm. there's things left behind, like yep. the inability to complete a task. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> Extreme overwhelm. Yes. Like getting very, having, feeling like I have so much to do that I, my brain shuts down and I give up and I just like scroll TikTok. Yep. Right. Yeah. Courtney tells me that that's not normal. Well, so I have, I have started doing, taking inventory of everyone in my life and everybody that I find very interesting and want to spend time with and have conversations with, I am positive have ADHD. <laughs> positive. If you are listening to this podcast and you enjoy it, you probably have ADHD <laughs> or a neurodivergent on some level. And so... I've been really thinking about that a lot, a lot, a lot. And I haven't been diagnosed yet. I will say that. I have not. I just literally have not had time, which is such an ADHD thing, I Mm -hmm. think, to just not even have time. Um, And also just processing it on my own and kind of taking a little bit of time with it and sitting with it and seeing what, you know, what I, how I can cope with it on my own and things, which is also just a very me thing to do. And I will get an assessment and I do think I should probably be medicated, but I've been thinking a lot about all the people in my life. And so Sadie and I had a long conversation and 
just started breaking down all the different reactions she has to things. And, you know, some of it's normal, of course. And I think it's like kind of a joke right now that if you're on TikTok, <laughs> you have been diagnosed with ADHD. But, you know, I think, I think that it's true. <laughs> I think that it's true. And, you know, realizing that what that means for me, you know, neur- neurodivergence as a term, you know, I think, I don't know if it was on the main feed or if it was on Patreon, but talking about how, you know, Asperger, like the Nazi mm-hmm. who... Yeah, I think that was on pa- Patreon. Yeah, so yeah. he he was a big part of determining who is neurotypical and who is neurodivergent. And he, you know, I'm very much like huge summation. I'm very general with what I'm about to say, but, you know, essentially just picked the people that wanted he wanted to win and along with other people, you know, eugenists and other people who wanted specific people to win in society and wanted other people to fall behind. And it's totally arbitrary. It doesn't mean anything. And I think in a lot of cases, if you're neurodivergent, you have a lot of superpowers. You have a lot of things that you can do that other people can't, but it feels really uncomfortable and it comes at a price and it sets you outside of the status quo. So, Mm -hmm. And the way that our society has been built is not supportive to that type of brain. Exactly right. So, you know, a lot of us do a lot of things to counteract that and make up for that and so you reach age 39 and 42 and figure out that you're not typical quote-unquote neurotypical Mm -hmm. and what does that mean and also is it true and you know like Mm -hmm. you don't know because you've never known anything else and you're a woman who you know they didn't study neurodivergence in women specifically ADHD until about 2008 and so there's still a lot that people are figuring out and my bottom line is I'm definitely neurodivergent. I'm 100% sure of that. And as are you, as are I think a lot of people who are really interesting and engaged and capable and deep and empathetic and curious. You know, I just think there's traits of neurodivergent people that are to be absolutely fucking celebrated, but we sort of lose track of those things and Mm -hmm. consider them like a a detriment instead of a positive. And so Mm -hmm. anyway, I think that I think my theory is, which is also an ADHD thing to come up with theories that may or may not be true and have very strong, firm beliefs in them. But I do think that there is a, there's a big, mushy, like wonderful soup that everybody is some sort of a part of, but some people more than others. Right. Right. And so it doesn't necessarily really matter unless you, unless it does, you know, unless it really matters, which we're learning now that we know about it, that there are things that we can do to make our, make our lives a lot fucking easier. And also realizing how tired and overwhelmed and exhausted. And, you know, once you realize it, you do experience burnout. Mm-hmm. And I think we're definitely both experiencing it. The world is experiencing burnout. Mm-hmm. But I think once you realize that you don't have to hold on, you don't have to carry so much around, you're like, fuck, that sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, too, that, that the what we're experiencing now is that realizing that nobody is typical Mm -hmm. there is no such thing and trying to support um you know hopefully setting up school systems and things to support more yes types of thinking right yep you know just the like as autism is better understood and realizing Mm -hmm. how many people are on the spectrum and Mm -hmm. you know that we're just all we all just have these brains that work in different ways and that that's but good. But if we do that, then some people will uh, will start to win more and then the people that were supposed to win won't win as much and they don't mm-hmm. want to not win very clearly. They don't want to not win, but guess what? <laughs> They're not going to win because there's more of us than there are of them. Mm-hmm. And it's not a competition according to our side because our side is deeply empathetic and community-minded, so... The future yep. is bright, but it's real fucking rocky right now. So yep. hang in there, everybody. Get your That's brain right. meds if you need them. Seriously. And also just, I think the understanding that what you think is normal, especially like in your 20s or whatever. Mm. <laughs> yep. So the nice thing about age, right? It's just you're somewhere yes. like, oh, shit. Hmm. That's not how everybody experiences everything. Bingo, precisely. Yeah. And after you like sort of sober up from your 20s and stop partying and be distracted mm-hmm. by fun stuff all the time, you're like, ooh. I, I was just telling Courtney that I shit to went deal out. With. I just don't go out anymore, period, mm-hmm. pretty much, especially since the pandemic. But I went out with a friend um, and had some drinks and 
and had a hangover the next day and then the next day and then the next day and my anxiety was through the roof and I just haven't been feeling great I've been and I was like god I am so 40 years old I just cannot drink like that anymore (laughs) no I know I know it sounds like I drink a lot because I love margaritas so much but I don't really (laughs) like I really I don't yeah you know you have like um ah margarita well, and I don't drink during the week. You know, I drink mm-hmm. on the weekends if I drink at all. And even then, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't ever mean to get hungover because I'm too busy and too like I have too much fun stuff. You know, I like I want to do my stuff. I don't want to be mm-hmm. hungover. Mm-mm. And then also, when I get hungover, I get hungover for four days. And yeah. They warn you about that, and it 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 is true. I always it call. I have my hangovers, hangover, which is often worse than the hangover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, for me to have my anxiety so well managed right now, and then to experience it for like three days, yeah. Oh God, I was like, no, no, no. Right. Yeah. Get borderline the ready. Worst part. Yeah. Ready mm-hmm. to call my doctor and be like, you gotta up my meds. And she's like, well, what's been happening? Well, I just got drunk once, and then <laughs> she's like, well, don't do that. And I'm like, oh, fine. Good. <laughs> Mamaw Good enough. had. Mamaw had four beers. <laughs> so. How about, how about another yeah, 20, wanna... 20 MGs of that Lexi? <laughs> Top me right off. Take the edge off. Oh, uh, Lord. So, anyway. Anyway, take care of yourselves. Let's do some shouties. Yeah, we're going to do shouty shouties. I'm going to do four this week. I'm gonna four four feels like the right number. I Got to keep like quality it. control. Got to keep them good for the people. Oh, no, according to, we have somebody I have to email again. I think I okay. said that last time, but I have to email them. Okay, if I your don't name know how is not being think. said, Sadie is negligent because she has yes. ADHD. Yes, <laughs> Undiagnosed. so true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much to Joyce L. Joyce loves it when you come on down to the town. No, let's start over. Joyce L. Joyce L. Joyce Joyce a little, little, baby, little. Joyce L. Joycey Little, and also she is gorgeous, and she's not little. She's huge. She's a personality, big, huge, massive, glowing, sparkling, uh, abundant, radiant, effervescent, unending. That's my Joycey Little. little, little, little. <laughs> That's what she is. Yes. Thank you so much to Kirsten K. Kirsten cracking down on it, coming and cracking. She is my, she is not jacking you around when she says that she wants to be your friend. And you were like, I never thought you'd ask because Kirsten, right? Like Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten. Because mm-hmm. Kirsten, you're cracking. You are definitely packing so much in that (laughs) heart and mind and your booty is fine and i don't mean to objectify you i mean it if you want me to tell you that it's fine because it is i can just tell from here that your booty is fine (laughs) she's also gonna love the story i just told because she's from ohio Poor thing. Sorry about so your sorry. sorry about your judicial system. Ours is great in Indiana. <laughs> Woo! Sp- speak and span, you guys. I'm sure you've all heard. Quick pause before we finish up this round of shouty outies. Uh, the the guy who got uh, won the seat on the board in Indiana. Oh God. Yes. While he's in prison for murdering his wife. Well, not prison. He's been charged. Charged. Oh, is yes. he out on bail or whatever? No, 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 no. Okay. He he admitted he's... to it, but he hasn't been like prisoned sent... yet. Right. Sentenced. Anyway, right. he got he killed his wife. Got he's in prison or jail for it. Mm-hmm. He did it. Mm-hmm. Then won a seat. Do you remember what board it was? It's like school some... board or something. Yeah. Town some local... council. Right. Mm-hmm. One. After being charged and admitting to murdering his wife mm-hmm. in the state of Indiana. And we went to high school with his wife. Oh. So that is the kind of place that we are from. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so sad. So sad. When That guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So Kirsten, don't feel <laughs> don't bad worry about, about Ohio. Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. We win by a, lo- a, lo- a landslide. Not only yeah. do we convict people, do we murder people and convict them, then we... <laughs> run as republicans for various boards and win yeah 
Anyway, thank you so much <laughs> to <laughs> Megan N. Megan, nicely done, Megan. Nicely done, Megan. Megan's gone into the sky. She was flying. She is flying so high. She is going to tell you what's nice. <laughs> Because it's nicely done, Megan. So nicely done, Megan. That song was rejected from the Moody Blues fourth what? album. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't know what they're missing. Yeah. Right after Nights in White Satin, it's going to be nicely done, Megan. Oh, boy. And last, but Certainly not least. Certainly not. Thank you so much to Dagny M. Oh, get out of here with the with the best. That is the number one literal best name I have ever heard I, on this podcast. Yes. Period. Hands down. I know. Dagny. Dagny. Is that your given name? Dagny. Uh, give it up. Did you give yourself that name? Because either way, A, when, you are the when, luckiest person when. in the world. B, you are the smartest person in the world if you gave yourself the name Dagny. Mm. Damn it. You I should know. be on a sitcom. You should be, uh, like, you should take over Ohio for sure. Dagny for Ohio president. A hundred percent. All presidents. Mm-hmm. You, God, you know you wear mom jeans really well. Like, fashion jeans. Mm-hmm. On trend and very casually. Like, you didn't even, you're not even paying attention. You know? Like, totally. like a 15 year old on the subway in Brooklyn. That's what I always think. Dagny dresses like them. Like they just like Dagny just gets up, just twirls around in their closet and whatever shows up, they're like getting fucking photographed on the street after the fact for one. street style. Yes. This was one of those names that came through in our emails. And I was just like, oh, how have I never thought of that name? It is so cool. It's so cool. So cool. So, well, congratulations. I, Cindy Pancake can go fuck herself. <laughs> You're a new queen. Just kidding, Cindy Pancake. Uh, that hurt my heart was, so bad. I know, no, we Cindy do. Pancake forever. Breath out of my lungs. I love you. I love you, Cindy. I love you, Dagny. I love you, all of you. I know. We have had so many incredible names, and all of you are incredible. Yes. So incredible. Thank yeah, you for your support. You. Mm-hmm. And if you want to sign up, as little as three dollars a month for the next couple of weeks Ooh, you can get barely. it for three dollars mm-hmm. going on up to five dollars real Ooh. soon so if you want a yep. hundred dang more episodes yes get your little dagny yeah. asses over there and i think it'll happen in like three weeks i think we just mm-hmm. published episode 97 over there which vomit <laughs> how do we even do it i don't even I don't know. know dude i don't know but in the meantime you can go to our instagram facebook twitter or tiktok or youtube at they will kill you can go to our website, theywillkill.com. You can email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. Rate, revive, revive, review, please. Yep. Vibe, <laughs> write, and ride. Do it. Please. Yes, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify now? I don't know. I, I don't thought know. so, but I haven't seen any hiding our tail of it. That's right. So anyway, give us reviews. Send us emails. Tell us that you love us. Seriously. It's been a hard week already. It's Monday. Yes. Um... Thank you, AJ Bergans, for your music. Thank you so much. And remember... Let me see. I think I wrote one down. Um, oh, my God. Did you know that the Great Pyramid of Giza has eight sides? A hundred percent. That is a true story. Go look it up. Eight not sides. A, yes. It is not a four-sided building. The two sides of each of the four sides goes, it indents on the fucking side of each of those sides. Like a star? Kind of, yeah. Whoa. So remember how we were talking about how we, I don't know Mm -hmm. if this was on Patreon, that ancient civilization, yeah, Yeah. that isn't white, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's not European. And they did something incredible and we're like, aliens did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not only do those aliens build a four-sided structure that's fucking miraculous they built an eight-sided structure it's why don't we ever eight... get like top-down photos of this uh, exactly i heard it, i saw it on tiktok and i was like okay we have definitely jumped a timeline because that is 100 percent not true and i looked it up and it is a hundred 
and 50,000% true. That motherfucker has eight sides. What? How do we not know that? How is that, that not the first thing they tell you in Egyptian history? Seriously? Class? Is it just that? I think so. Pyramid? Mm-hmm. Can you all... believe no. it? I don't believe you. I think you're lying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to the King Tut exhibit. Like, we were so mummy pyramid Egyptian obsessed in the 80s. Yes. And we don't have that information. This is what's wrong with the system. Mm-hmm. Did other people know that? And it just, we just didn't know that. Courtney and I. Right? I don't, I mean, based on the TikTok video I saw, it is not a very widely known thing, but some people knew it. I have my ex-girlfriend went there. Like I have, I have a friend who's Egyptian. Who's like a good friend like from Egypt. What the fuck? How do I not I'm gonna, know this? Ryan knows so much stuff. He's yeah, the him. opposite of me where he can actually like retain information. It's true. Me. Yeah. I'm going to ask him as soon as I walk out of here and say, how many, how many sides does the great pyramid, of G- great no. pyramid of Giza have? He's actively putting our children, helping like getting them ready for bed right now. I'm just busting there, the wake everybody down. up, be like, yes. eight sides. And be like, what? Eight nope. sides. No, so you don't go. believe you. I love you guys. All right. Well, we learned that Courtney's a liar tonight. So. <laughs> Sadie's. <laughs> Sadie needs pills. We love you. (laughs) We love you so much. Thanks for being here. Goodbye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.